It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to recap the 128-101 loss for your Oklahoma City Thunder at the hands of the Phoenix Suns. The Suns remain the only unbeaten team inside the bubble. And uh, we start with the game overview. Uh, Steven Adams was out with a leg contusion. Delino Gallinari was out with some rest. Shea was out with a calf injury. Noel was out with an ankle injury. And, of course, Dennis Schroeder was out with the birth of his kid. Uh, he should be back in the bubble momentarily. Uh, but for now, he's still outside of it. When he comes back, he'll need to quarantine for four days before he can return to the team. Uh, and, and this injury report got a lot of people thinking. Were the Thunder trying to tank and not win? Uh, maybe play the matchup game. Maybe they wanted to fall, uh, you know, in the standings. Maybe they wanted to get their pick back. Uh, I think that that was not the case. I think that the Thunder uh, just did not want to rush Steven Adams back. They did not want to rush uh, Shea or Noel. If they have some nagging injuries, just let them rest. Because the talk inside the bubble has always been about injuries. And that's been the player's biggest concern. Uh, organization's big concern is injuries and, and how revamping their body to play intense seeding games and then playoff games, how that can lead to further injuries. We had an entire podcast about it with Olivia Punchall. And I think that this is simply precautionary. All of this was, it wasn't about the pick. It wasn't about the matchups. It was simply to not allow a nagging calf injury right now for Shea to turn into a strained calf or a torn calf or anything that, that can really hinder him moving forward. I will say with Shea, he's the only one that gives me pause because we speculated yesterday without the lift on his shot, without you know, with his shots falling short this entire time inside the bubble, maybe he does have a nagging injury, and maybe it is that calf. Now, the calf could also be an excuse to rest. I don't think that there's anything wrong with Gallinari. I think that the, the simple fact of the matter with Gallinari is he's, he doesn't have an ankle, ankle injury like they reported. It, it's just load management. It's just him resting on the second night of back-to-back as he has all season long. Uh, so maybe it is just a, a code word for rest, but it is something to monitor moving forward here because that's an area in which we thought Shea could be dealing with an injury. And now the Suns did not have DeAndre Ayton uh, at tip-off. He was going to be their starting center, of course, but he missed his COVID test. And he had to, now he missed it Sunday. He had to get tested Monday morning and could not play until the results were back in. We saw that with Nolan's Noel during the scrimmage period for the Thunder. We saw that with Kristaps uh, Porzingis during the scrimmage period with the Mavericks. Uh, this is a common occurrence now of players missing their test. And I wonder if this lingers into the postseason. And if you see something like this happen where DeAndre Ayton missed his COVID test, he had to get his results back. Once he got his results back, he could play. He couldn't end up playing until the second quarter. That's whenever he made his impact for the Suns. But that was an interesting note. That was literally the only concern for the Suns was not having Ayton at the start of the game. Uh, but they were undefeated coming into the bubble. They were like seven and a half point favorites in this game, uh, especially due to all those injuries. 
But we start in the first quarter, and Billy Donovan rolled out a lineup for his starters with Chris Paul, Lou Dort, Abdel Nader, Darius Baisley, and Mike Muscala. And Chris Paul started taking over this game early. He was hitting his mid-range shots. He was toying uh, with the Suns defensively. He even dropped Javon Carter in the backcourt, which if you're a Big 12 basketball fan in college, you know how annoying it is to go up against Javon Carter. So that felt a little good uh, if if you're a Big uh, Big 12 basketball fan. But nonetheless, Chris Paul was phenomenal at the start of this game. He only ends up with 14 points on 23 minutes because there was no real need to continue to play him. He played very well in his limited minutes, but... At the end of the day, by the second quarter, you knew this game was lost, so there's no point uh, on a back-to-back to put further stress on Chris Paul and try to make him pull you out of this and get this win. That ultimately doesn't matter. You're still going to shape up and probably play the, the, the Rockets in the first round as you'd like to. Go ahead and get your rest for Chris Paul, along with the veterans who did not play. Uh, so Paul was good in this game. He really was. The stat sheet doesn't show it. The eye test does. Uh, Abdel Nader had some fantastic, fantastic drives. Abdel Nader was, was, was incredible, driving to the rim, finishing through contact, and that's something he struggled with a bit in his NBA career. Uh, and he finished the night with 15 points on 25 minutes. He goes 6 for 9 from the field, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc. He had an all-around really good game, contributes a rebound and two assists in this one. I, I like what Nader has done inside the bubble, and it goes back to what we've been talking about for the last week. This team is deeper once you add back all the veterans that missed today, and then you add back Dennis. This team is deeper than people think, and I think that that's what should give you a lot of encouragement even after losses to the Nuggets and to the Grizzlies and to the Suns now. uh, That should give you a lot of encouragement about just how deep this team is because on on any given night, Nader can be a spark plug, Baisley can be a spark plug, Muscala can be a spark plug, so can Hamadou Diallo, uh, and I think that Nader showed that again tonight. But the big story continues to be Darius Baisley, and I'm not sure if he's officially – put it all together. Look, he's, he did it against a terrible Wizards team, and he did it on a night where he could get four, uh, 34 minutes on the floor and really have the ball in his hand for the majority of this game. Uh, so I'm not ready to, to say that a 50% shooting percentage from the floor and from deep for 22 points is something uh, is something that you can replicate for Baisley after he did it against the worst defense in the NBA. And again, on a night where he does not have to share the floor with anyone besides Devin Hall. Uh, and you even saw uh, Deontay Burton play over 30 minutes in this one for the first time in the bubble. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying this is going to be the new Darius Baisley, but I will say you can't exactly you can't exactly turn your nose up at it fully. You cannot exactly write it off as just that. There's a lot of reasons to believe it won't carry over, but one big reason is when have you ever watched Darius Baisley and, and didn't think he was doing the right thing? Didn't think he was doing the right basketball move. Didn't think he was doing the right, uh, making the right shot decision or making the right pass decision or, or the or the right drive decision. He's always done the right thing on the floor. These last two games, he's continued to do that, and it's been going in the basket, and that's been the difference. Uh, Ten rebounds in this one, three assists, really shows off his versatile game. A couple, uh, a steal and a block on the defensive end. Baisley was asked to play the center position again in this one without Noel and without Adams. He won't have to do that whenever they're back. Uh, that that kind of eases the burden on him defensively. I think that it's glass half full or half empty for Baisley. You can look at this and you can say, okay, he did it against the worst defense and he did it whenever he got to play 34 minutes. What can he do when he's back to his normal role? Or you can look at this and say, well, whenever he was in his normal role, he did everything right. The shots just weren't falling. Now it seems like the shots are falling, and that gives him more confidence uh, to continue to be good 
inside the bubble. Baisley uh, can be polarizing, but I think one thing we should all agree on, no matter what side you fall on for this year, we should all agree that moving forward, Darius Baisley is a building block. The step-back threes, the rebounding ability, the ball-handling and playmaking ability uh, – He's a building block for this team. Now, he might not be your number two. He might not be number two behind Shea, but he's at least going to be your, your three or four uh, when this team's ready to compete again for, for an NBA championship. Uh, Baisley is going to be that building block. He's so young. He's so inexperienced, and he's still putting up good numbers in the NBA. The first Thunder rookie to go back-to-back 20-point nights since Russell Westbrook and James Harden did it. Uh, so he's only the third to do it in, in franchise history once they moved to Oklahoma City. So... I think that there's a lot to take care of. It's a lot to lot to take out of this from Darius Baisley. And that was really one of the lone bright spots in this game, especially that first quarter. That first quarter saw minutes from Deontay Burton and Devin Hall, two guys who I don't think have a chance to be in your playoff rotation. That was the kind of night it was for Oklahoma City with all that they're dealing, dealing with. And they still got out to a 15-point lead in this game. They still were leading at the end of one, 37-23 uh, over the Suns, the red-hot Phoenix Suns. They still had a chance to win this game, but the energy was not sustainable throughout the entire game. It just wasn't. And that's been something they've had to deal with here in Orlando this entire time. This game is more excusable. The energy level not being there for the second night of back-to-back, the third game in four nights, without without Shea, without Gallo, without Adams, without Noel, without Schroeder, uh, it's it's more explainable this time why you had that energy lull, why you blew a 15-point lead, why you couldn't sustain success from that first quarter. Because the first quarter was fool's gold. I mean, you got good Hall minutes, you got good Burton minutes. That was not going to continue on to the second quarter where you lacked depth. The second quarter did have... One very, very important and very impactful bright spot, which we'll talk about coming up. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at CBDMD. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete or a stay-at-home parent or if you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends over at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joint pains and a convenient and easy-to-use roller or a shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recovery combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds such as Arsena and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA, for 25% off your purchase of all superior CBD oil products from cbdmd.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So in this second quarter, the Thunder had their typical bubble second quarter. And all of these losses, you can trace it back to a second quarter in which the Thunder come out flat and the Thunder do not do what they need to do to sustain their lead. They did that again on Monday. But again, Monday was explainable due to all those outside factors. But there was one bright spot in that sloppy quarter in which you racked up 11 turnovers and blew a 15-point lead 
and we're down three at the half. It was Andre Robertson. Andre Robertson has shown a confidence that he's never played at in his NBA career. And it truly looks like he understands what he lost with that knee injury. And now he's not worried about staying in the NBA. He's worried about just making the most of his chances right now. It sounds kind of hokey. It sounds uh, kind of Disney book, you know, storybook ending for him. But he's truly not worried about the pressure of returning to the NBA. And he's playing with the confidence like he has nothing to lose. He scores seven points in this one. Goes one for three from beyond the arc. But let me tell you, even on those misses, and again, to really appreciate the statement, you have to have watched Andre's entire career. Uh, all three of those shots were caught in rhythm and shot immediately. He didn't think about it. He didn't try to pass it up. He didn't look for an excuse not to shoot. He just caught it shot it. If it went in, great. If it didn't, great. And he goes one for three for 33%. You'll take that from Andre Robertson. That that can keep him on the floor if he can do that. And then he goes three for seven uh, from inside the arc uh, for seven points. He needs to start finishing at the rim, uh, but the fact that he's He's blowing by defenders. The fact he feels comfortable going up strong over guys is an encouraging sign that he's trusting that knee. He's trusting himself. And we truly have not seen Andre play this confident in his entire NBA career. Even going back to whenever he was a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, when he was inarguably one of the best defenders in the NBA. Going back to those days, he did not have the swagger and the confidence he's playing with right now. He truly is playing like he has nothing to lose. And it's a great sign for the Thunder. It's a great sign. Uh, for what this team can evolve into as we move into the postseason at the end of the week. Uh, this this is going to be awesome to watch what Andre can do. It really is. It's it's so impressive to see the confidence he's gained. And for the most part, the shots have gone in. I mean, I understand he's still not a lights-out three-point shooter, uh, but he's clearly improved his three-point mechanics. He's clearly improved the clip at which he makes three-pointers at. He has been a bright spot for this Thunder team. I mean, he has been... Uh, truly a difference maker for this team so far. And obviously it did not help you win this game, uh, but if he can continue to have confidence and continue to trust that knee and continue to play good defense, uh, he'll not only make your playoff rotation, but he will help you make a dent into a playoff round and help you win a playoff series. That, that's how good Andre has played so far. Uh, but again, at halftime, you were down by three points after blowing a 15-point lead. And in the third quarter, the Suns just blew you out. I mean, they absolutely blew you out, led by 10 points in like three minutes, and then the rest was history. They blew the game out. Nothing to talk about from that third and that fourth quarter, uh, other than a few Baisley drives. He kept getting blocked at the rim over and over again. This can bring us to our, our three big things. Uh, the number one thing is what can Darius Baisley be in the postseason? Because I think that we should all agree, from what we've seen inside Orlando's bubble, that Darius Baisley moving forward here is going to be a building block. And that was something, even as a first-round pick uh, just this last year, that was something people were hesitant to say. Uh, you have 15 first-round picks. Uh, is Darius Baisley really going to be a building block here, even though you spent a, a late first-round pick on him last year? I think he is. I think that he's shown uh, this entire rookie season uh, that he can live up to a first-round pick and a first-round talent. Now, again, he's probably not going to be your number two when you're going to contend for a championship, but he's not going to be far behind that. He's shown that level of ability. But what can he do this postseason? Just strictly talking about only this year, that's the big thing from this game. Do you believe that this 22-point night on 50% from the field and from deep with 10 rebounds, 3 assists, do you believe that the scoring clip, and again, he's doing it pretty efficiently. He's making half a shots. You'll take that from Darius Baisley. Do you believe 
that this scoring output is only due to him having the ball in his hand and playing the worst defense in the NBA? Or do you believe that it's just a matter of the shots falling? And at the risk of sounding like a homer, I think that it's at, I think it's at the risk of shots falling. I think that he's been doing this. He's been doing the right thing. Go back to the Lakers recap. He had an unquestionably bad game. Everything told you in the stat sheet he had a bad game. However, watching that game, you never felt like he was making the wrong play. You never felt like he was making the wrong decision. You never felt like he was out of place. You never felt like he was lost. And it shows. It shows that he has that talent and he was able to put it together the last two nights. Now, how consistent can that be moving forward? Luckily for the Thunder, they have other spark plugs. They have a Nader. They have a Muscala. They have a Diallo. They have other spark plugs that can get thrown in there who can provide a lift and who can provide energy for this team in a one-off game in a playoff series where you need the bench to score more. Uh, but Baisley can be that guy this year. I really believe that he can. I, I really do. Uh, he's shown at every single turn in his rookie year that he can make the right basketball decision, and it's just a matter of if the shots go in or not. And I think that having two nights of back-to-back 20-point efforts on good shooting percentages uh, can really help build his confidence and really help him carry this confidence into the next few games. And if he can do this against Miami coming up tomorrow, if he can do this, do this against the Clippers on Friday, then you can really see a different Darius Baisley entering the postseason as he reverts back to playing limited minutes as the, as the rotation shorten up, as he reverts back to not having to play center on the defensive end. You can see a Darius Baisley that truly makes an impact this postseason. And that's the biggest part of all of this because, uh, look, for the last two months leading up to this bubble, we've been talking about what is his what is his role going to be? Is he even going to be in the playoff rotation after that after that injury he had? Is he even going to be a part of the playoff plans for Billy Donovan? And I think that he's played his way into it. I think that he deserves a shot. And again, he won't be the main focus. He won't be the only focus on that second unit. Uh, getting Dennis back helps that second unit a ton, but you still have other guys to go to if he's not ready for that moment. But I, I do like Darius Baisley. I, I love what he's provided for this team. The number two big thing from this game has to be Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul is still that guy. I mean, uh, look, he's had a phenomenal year in Oklahoma City. He's in the MVP conversation, for God's sake. He's had a good year. But against the Suns, he was forced to revert back in that early first quarter to the Houston days where he's playing ISO ball, where if he doesn't score, nobody scores, where the offense is totally dependent on him. He's not this team's leading scorer in the regular season before the bubble. That was Shea. They've been a balanced attack offense. They've been an offense that gets a lot of guys going, and that's attributed to Chris Paul deferring offensively. He had to take that burden on himself against the Suns. And as I mentioned, that first quarter, he was lights out. That, that first quarter, he was destroying and toying with the Suns. That first quarter was impressive from Chris Paul. And he showed he's still that guy he was in Houston. He can still go get you a bucket anytime you need it. At any moment, he can go beat his guy one-on-one and get a tough shot, make it, and spark a run for your team. And I don't think anyone had doubted that, but it's good to see it return. That's good to see. I know that we don't like ISO basketball in Oklahoma City after the last couple of years that we've dealt with, 
But it's good to see in the playoffs when the game slows down, when the offense slows down, when it is a one-on-one game for a lot of the time, it is this good to see that you do have a nice little score in Chris Paul who can carry the offense if need be, who can put the team on his back if need be. He's not too old. He's not washed up. He's not deferring. He can still go get points. He can still go get buckets anytime you need it. And so to see him run an ISO offense for the first time all year because this offense has been motion. This offense has been relying on ball movement. It's been relying on, on balancing the scoring from Gallo to Shea to Paul uh, and beyond. Uh, and so to see Chris Paul attack by himself, it was it was a good sign heading into the postseason. Heading into the postseason, you know, if the moment gets too big for Shea, if Gallo has an off night from three-point land, Chris Paul can keep you in the game. Chris Paul can score enough to keep you in the game. He can score in a multitude of ways, from the three-point line to the mid-range to getting to the basket. He can do it all. He can help a young player like Shea. He can take the burden off of, of Gallo because with three-point shooters, you never know if they're going to be on or off, although Gallo is on much more than he's ever off. Still, the second big thing in this game, the second big thing was seeing Chris Paul still be able to go out there and be that guy in isolation. The third big thing has to be Andre Robertson. What can he do in the postseason? It's the exact same question uh, like Darius Basley. Because both these guys in this game showed they're confident. They have the NBA ability. They have the skill set. They have everything you need. But can they be consistent? Andre gets you six rebounds in this one, an assist, seven points. Now, he wasn't efficient shooting. He couldn't finish at the rim a lot of the time. But that will come with more playing time. And, and one for three from beyond the arc, although it's 33%, you will absolutely take that from Andre 100% of the time. And it was good to see Andre uh, get, get, get a pass over to him, that sw- the ball swung over to him, and, and a guy was playing him while he was at the three-point line, was playing at the free-throw line, and he looks at him and just shoots over him and, and nails it. And that was his one three-pointer for the whole game. It was good to see that level of confidence from Andre. If he can do that two, three more times, then you can no longer play him at the, th- at the free throw line. Now, you can still sag off of him, but it can't be that dramatic. And if it's not that dramatic, then it opens up your offense even more. So what can Andre level out to be? And how long can he defend the likes of a Russell Westbrook, of a James Harden, of a LeBron James, these guys that you're going to go up against in the first round, second round? How long can he stay on the floor and defend? What can Andre be in the postseason? Because tonight, in 13 minutes, and again, there's no reason to play him uh, a lot more minutes than that in a, in a game that was already a blowout. If, if you have a minute restriction on, on Andre, if you believe you still need to nurse that knee, you're not, gonna, you're not going to use minutes against the Suns in a blowout game that doesn't matter. You're going to save those minutes for whenever it does matter. So I'm not worried about the minute count for him right now. Uh, but what can he be in the postseason? How consistent can he be? Coming up, we still have a lot to get to, like the MVP of this contest but first I do want to tell you that sports are back and I've been waiting so long since March to say that and now it's finally here I've got one thing on my mind and that's my bookie my bookie is a home run slam dunk triple overtime game winning shot all wrapped into one I love it you love it and that should be all you need to hear in order to start betting today my bookie has up to the minute odds on all of your favorite teams with the start of Major League Baseball season, it's never been a better time to start playing than right now. With my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. Feeling good about your team's chances this year? Be sure to check out my bookie's World Series future bets. Nothing shows you believe in your squad like betting on them before the season even begins. Why stop at baseball? Smart bettors know there are always 
always more ways to bet in the future, and that could mean, for this case, basketball, hockey, and football. My bookie is already accepting bets on all your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games. There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. Join today, and my bookie will match your deposit 100%, plus they'll toss in a free $10 MLB future wager. All you need to do is enter promo code LOCKEDONNBA when signing up. Remember, at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we put the final touches on this game as we do each game with the MVP of the night and the Andrew Wiggins Award. The Andrew Wiggins Award has to go to Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson was on his way to a huge night, scoring 18 points with a 54% shooting from the floor, four three-pointers in this one, four for eight from beyond the arc, four rebounds, three assists. The first-round pick out of North Carolina has not had the best uh, rookie season, but he certainly showed out against Oklahoma City, getting him the Andrew Wiggins Award of the game. Andrew Wiggins, of course, always goes off against Oklahoma City as a kind of random player who didn't live up to the hype uh, of the Maple Jordan uh, tagline that, Sports Illustrated put on him. So who did that tonight against the Thunder? It was, of course, Cameron Johnson from UNC. It goes for 18 points on 39 minutes, plus 15 in this game. And now it's time for the MVP for the Oklahoma City Thunder. MVP right now. You're the real MVP. The MVP of the game is yet again back-to-back Darius Baisley. 34 minutes, 22 points, 50% from both the field and beyond the arc. 4 for 5 from the line, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, a block, and a minus 19 in the plus-minus in a game in which you're minus 27. That's to be expected. But... I will say, again, Darius Baisley was so impressive in this game. He deserves a ton of credit for it. I would understand if you were still skeptical about what Baisley could be, at least for this season, but I would just factor in the fact that he has never looked lost on the floor. The fact that his shots are finally falling is a great sign for Oklahoma City. But I want to hear from you. What do you think about this team? Now, the better the day outcome was a loser. I picked the Thunder plus seven and a half. I didn't change it because I already made my pick on the podcast. I would have changed it had we had the injury report at the time of the podcast, but I didn't change it. We lost again. I'm going to say though, again, that this shouldn't count against me because of the fact that we did not have the injury report whenever we submitted the podcast. So if we did, I would not have bet that way on Thunder plus seven and a half. It did not work out. My Moneyball pick was also in A because I picked Shea. Of course, he didn't play. Uh, and it ended up being Mike Muscala with three three-pointers against Phoenix. But I do want to hear from you on Twitter. At Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Mention me. DM me. Reply to a tweet. Whatever you want to do. Let me know what you think about this team. We're, we're almost done with the seeding games. We're almost into the postseason. You've got the Heat coming up tomorrow. You've got 
the Clippers coming up on Friday and then a couple of rest days and you're in the first round of the NBA postseason. What do you think about this Thunder team? What have you liked and disliked inside the bubble? And how far can the Thunder go? That's at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. If you don't have Twitter, that's fine. You can email the show lothunderpod at gmail.com. That's lothunderpod at gmail.com. This has been a fun show. Tomorrow, we're going to preview that Heat game and talk all about what this team can be as we wrap up the seeding games and much, much more. The only podcast in which we talk about your Oklahoma City Thunder every single day. So be sure to follow the show, subscribe to the show, review the show, wherever it is you get your podcast and be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.